I like to make sure if I'm doing anything that puts me outside of my comfort zone that I have a treat waiting for me like a literal dog like you're training a pet positive reinforcement we love that welcome to the one up project money is fuel that that allows you to do things it doesn't need to be taboo what you don't want to do is wake up at 65 realizing you did something you hated and have regret go and find people who will give you advice for nothing this is a space for personal growth and money chat with new perspectives every monday this bit of content listening to this is going to be a small little breadcrumb of something that makes them think a little bit differently for all the things we were never taught but should have been at the end of the day the most important person is yourself and if you're not happy with your own choices then you're never going to be happy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the One Up Project podcast. Let's talk about comfort zones and, more importantly, getting out of them and how we make it easier. I know that making it easy is probably never going to be a thing. To make getting out of your comfort zone easy would defeat the purpose of getting outside of your comfort zone. But we want to talk about how to make it just a little bit easier so that you are motivated to do it more often and you can feel like it's something that's actually contributing to your development as opposed to contributing to your stress. Anyone who enjoys being in their comfort zone, put your hands up. We all enjoy a little bit of peace, a little bit of calm, a little bit of quiet, a little bit of just rest and recovery and being in your comfort zone is such an important place to be. But it's not going to be the place that always helps us to develop. And it's not going to be the place that we need to be in 24-7. Just as being outside of our comfort zone is a place we definitely do not want to be in 24-7. It's important to have a balance of both. But it's so much harder to get, to get outside your comfort zone as opposed to staying in it. And because so much growth and so much learning happens outside the comfort zone... I want to talk about how to make that a little bit easier. It's something that I have done a lot, something that I could probably say contributes to so much of my own personal growth. Going outside of my comfort zone is a thing I've spoken about so many times on this episode, not uh, on this podcast, not in terms of getting out of my comfort zone as the topic, but just different examples of how I've gone about doing that and how that worked out for me. So I'm very curious to know how many people actively and intentionally put themselves in an uncomfortable position for the purpose of their own personal growth, like decides that this is something they need to do in order to grow. I might do like an Instagram poll or something on that when this episode releases because it would be so interesting to just have an idea of how many people actually choose to do that. It's something I started consciously doing and telling myself I needed to do in order to grow and now it's almost turned into this automatic habit or part of my life where I'm often putting myself outside of my comfort zone. So now when I go to do some kind of activity or go to an event that makes me nervous and I know it's outside of my comfort zone, it's something I by default know I have to do and then I go through a lot of these things I'm about to talk about to make it feel just a little bit easier. So as I said, it's important to put ourselves outside of our comfort zone so that we can grow. But how this is actually going to happen is that you it gives your brain an opportunity to prove to itself that you can do something, that it can do something. And once you have that proof, it builds up self-belief because when you say things like, I can't do this, and you have self-doubt, you can recall the times where you proved yourself wrong. And that you could do something new and that you could get out of your comfort zone and you may be more likely to do that thing again and believe in yourself and 
building self-belief is really fundamental to achieving anything you want because you have to believe that something is possible to actually go after it, to even have the motivation to do it, to put the steps in place to get to a place you want to get to. And that's where getting out of your comfort zone is going to be helpful to build that self-belief, to build that confidence in yourself that you don't already think you have, to give yourself the receipts, so to speak, the proof to show that you can do it. When you feel like you can do something, you'll be more curious about things because you think, I want, I wonder, I wonder if I could do that. It might lead you to take more risks. And as we know, taking risks and being curious are two very important parts of developing, I suppose, a life that gives you opportunity, that you feel like is providing an opportunity for you to grow and reach a place that is fulfilling for you, a place that you would define as success. But it's hard. It is so, so incredibly hard to overcome the fears we have around getting out of our comfort zone and to just get out of it in general it's not an easy thing to do and even if you are used to it it's something you build as a habit it's always going to be hard you're always going to think oh do I really have to like I feel I actively practice trying to get out of my comfort zone but still every time I do it or feel like I'm going to have to do it I think not again, not again, just let me have peace, this is what I always think, but at the end it's always worth it, and also that's a natural part of getting out of your comfort zone, is having those feelings, and validating those emotions is something we will talk about within this episode as well, so I'm going to take you through a process of what, on reflection, I would have done, knowing what I know now, when I want to get out of my comfort zone, when I'm about to take a risk of some sort, and feel like I need to reflect on well, I don't feel like I need to reflect on anything, but when I feel that I need to work out, I need to overcome this fear and actually just get on with getting out of my comfort zone, this is the process I would take myself through. So the first thing I would recommend doing and that I try to do for myself now moving forward is ask myself, what am I scared of? Reflect on your own thinking and ask yourself why. We've all heard about that why activity where you just keep asking yourself why, why, why until you get to a root answer or something, you know. I don't want to go to that event. Why? I'm scared of people. Why? I'm scared they're going to reject me. Why? Because I need external validation to survive. Why? Because I've never felt confident in myself. Why? Because my parents said this about me. Why? You know, and you just keep going down until you get to a point of this is where it started and this is how I'm, this is like the behavior and the thinking that that, uh, that, that event in your life has caused and that you now need to move on from or try to overcome or try to move past in whatever way is going to be best suited to you. You know collectively I think we avoid risks and we don't want to leave our comfort zone for similar reasons. You know things like we don't want to embarrass ourselves, it's scary, we've never done it before, it's new. So asking yourself why is going to establish those broad themes that make you scared to do something but then work out uniquely to you why is that because even though we may share a lot of those similar fears and similar reasons it's all going to be as a result of different experiences different perspectives all of that kind of thing so you want to work out for you what it is so that you can target most accurately the thing that is making you feel so uncomfortable a fear of failure is another one asking ourselves why is failure a risk in this situation? Like, why does that matter? Why do, is doing something new almost crippling because we're so scared of what's going to happen? An example of this for me, I suppose, on the like bigger decision end of the scale in the context of my life and my career starting out was leaving my first job 
post university because I'd studied an accounting degree. I had an accounting job, realized I didn't like it. Nine months in, I was like, okay, I need to make this choice to leave. But that was a really scary, out of my comfort zone decision because of so many reasons. I was wanting to switch and move into a completely new industry, which was something I had never done before. I never reflected on why I felt scared at that time because only with hindsight do I now understand the importance of this. But I, if I did understand the importance, I would have reflected and I would have thought that leaving this job is scary because I got it as a result of a scholarship with a well-known corporate accounting company and my parents were super proud of me because neither of them went to uni and I think they both always saw university as a path for me because I was always a studious kid like I tried in school all that kind of thing and so naturally any kid that tries in school has to go to university and make the most of their academic talent even though that's completely inaccurate and is really no reflection of something that made sense for my life or anyone's life just because you try in school but regardless I think that they wanted that path for me and I also at that point didn't think for myself I didn't think what do I want I just thought yeah of course it makes sense that I would go to uni and I would get this job and I would do all of this kind of stuff because I have been told my whole life that I'm an academic and that I enjoy studying and that I enjoy this and I enjoy that and I think there was such a misdirection of what my actual talents and what my actual interests were but of course you don't know these things at the time when you're still putting the dots together of like who you are as a person so it was this pressure of feeling like I had this amazing opportunity that I was giving up that my family wanted me to take advantage of and letting go of this seemingly big opportunity would mean letting people down and I hate disappointing people I will avoid trying to let people down at all costs if I can which I feel like I'm slowly overcoming now because I'm changing my definition of disappointing people. I used to see disappointing people as the smallest, most insignificant things, or if I did something that would cause me harm, but the other person peace of some sort or would make them happy and me unhappy, I saw that as still disappointing them even though I was unhappy. But is disappointing someone else really the case if you as a result feel unhappy from that decision like is that still relevant I don't know so at that time I hadn't thought about things like this and I just thought anytime someone else was unhappy or felt down because of something I was deciding then that was my fault and my responsibility to take care of when I disappointed someone else I disappointed myself and then that was a reflection on who I was personally and then I would think I was a failure So a big reason I wasn't sure of my decision was due to something completely external from myself and my own abilities, something completely out of my control, like the opinions and emotions of other people. I have no control or responsibility over that if I'm making a decision that isn't intended to harm someone else, but to make my life better or more fulfilling in some way. But the thing is, is like, if I can't trust myself to make a judgment call on what is right for my life I'm never living my life because I'm always seeing it through the eyes of someone else I'm living through someone else's perspective of what's right for me in my life so it's not just now that I'm going to be unhappy it's for the rest of my life and when I got to that point in my thinking I was like no I just have to make this leap I have to jump outside of my comfort zone because if I can't make this decision for myself now, when it's so clear to me that this isn't the right path, despite what other people might think, 
then when am I ever going to take that jump and make that decision for myself in other areas of my life? And I kind of saw it in this job where, and I guess in life generally, where people get stuck in this routine of being unhappy as a result of what is seemingly good. And good can mean safe, secure. Uh, you know, we see these patterns through not only jobs but relationships too and then you feel like you can't make that decision as a result of what is a seemingly good situation in all accounts or as a result of what other people think. But is it right for you? That's the question you want to be asking yourself. Is it right for you? And at the end of the day, I really believe that if you've made a decision trusting your own judgment and you're happy and satisfied with the way that you've acted you can justify your own decisions based on what you felt genuinely and authentically was right then you can never be mad at yourself for that because you acted on authenticity vulnerability and your intention was only good it was never to harm it was only to make a decision that would make you feel like you were living most authentically and I don't think anyone can blame you for that or I don't think anyone maybe should blame you for that Times like those are ones that really built the belief I had in myself because when I made that decision, it was like, okay, I've made this decision now. I'm not going to settle for other things because why would I go through the pain of making that decision just to go back to something that was the same? So I was really, really picky about my next job after that because I was like, I did not lose what was essentially supposed to be this great opportunity to now not have any kind of opportunity in front of me to then go to something that I was just as unhappy with. So then it gives you the confidence to still be picky, so to speak, or particular or specific about the things you want. And this isn't just in your career, this can be in your relationships as well, whether they're platonic or romantic. So maybe a smaller, more everyday example of something like this is, for me, socializing with people that I don't know. I'm a generally pretty confident person, but I still get really... Um, nervous when I'm meeting new people especially people who I feel intimidated by in whatever way which my intimidation only speaks to my insecurity as well so that's something to think about but I suppose some of the things I'm scared about when I go into those situations are that I want people to like me no one wants to be disliked I want people to like me and that means that I need validation from them so then why do I need validation well obviously my internal validation isn't enough I'm not telling myself I'm good enough because I need these other people to tell me for me to really believe it your negative perspectives if you have any are usually always as a result of your insecurities and so the way I feel going into this is because I'm insecure in one way or another it might not be I'm insecure of talking to people maybe I'm fine talking to people but it's making sure that they like me from that conversation that I'm worried about. So I've realized why that is. It's because I need external validation. How am I going to fix that? Well, going forward, maybe I need to work on giving myself more validation during affirmations or something. You you have seen like an action you need to take as a result of how you feel in this situation. It doesn't mean that this is the thing that's going to get you through it this time or, you know, understanding this is going to help you in that moment or in that event. But this is really, really important for the next time you go to do something so that you're aware, okay, I feel this way because of this. So for the next time this happens, how am I going to like build my armor or whatever? How am I going to build my, well, armor's probably not the, armor's not the right word because you don't want to build something to protect you necessarily but how are you going to improve your strength in that internally so that you feel authentically ready and comfortable in those situations so it's not just the one time that matters it's all the times after that as well second thing 
create a support system. I like to make sure if I'm doing anything that puts me outside of my comfort zone that I have a treat waiting for me. So if I am going to an event and I'm really scared of what's going to happen, I make sure when I come home, I'm coming home to some kind of treat, like maybe I've baked some cookies and I'm going to eat one or I have a Kit Kat or I have something waiting for me as like a treat and I'll sit down and watch a YouTube video or something like that and that to me is relaxing and mindless and fun. So that's what I want to do is my treat for getting out of my comfort zone. Speaking at an event, I might after the event get to go to my favorite activewear store or whatever and buy a new piece of clothing. Maybe it's spending time with a friend or a family member or it's booking some kind of spa treatment or whatever it is for you. You need to obviously work out what's unique to you and what's going to make you happiest. But having a treat ready for yourself like a literal dog like you're training a pet have a treat ready for you it works positive reinforcement we love that so yeah when I say support system I don't necessarily mean people around you although that is obviously going to be really helpful too but I mean the things you're putting in place to make you feel like okay I'm I'm taking a little dip I'm dipping my toes into my comfort zone and then I'm coming back in and I get to treat myself with this Having other people around you as well to validate your emotions and reassure you and, and surrounding yourself by those specific people that make you feel like you are capable of anything. Not the people who are the realists, you know, we love a realist, but not necessarily those who are going to say, yeah, well, you might fail, but oh, well, just do it anyway. Like I, sometimes I feel like that advice isn't helpful. You want someone to say, no, it's totally okay that you feel nervous and scared and you're worried about it. That is so normal and so all good to feel like that. But I know that you're capable of doing this. I know that you will go into this and people are going to love you. They're going to think you're such a kind and caring and thoughtful person. And they're going to appreciate who you are for you as you. So go in there confident. I know you're capable and you can do it. And if you don't have anyone like that in your life, just message me before and I'll reply. (laughs) I can be that person for you. The third thing is little consistent steps always beat big leaps. I talk about this all the time when it comes to budgeting, saving $5 a week over a year is going to be so much more impactful, so much more powerful than saving $500 every six months or randomly and sporadically throughout the year, even if you end up saving more. And this is why it's because when you save the $5 a week, you build a habit, you build a system within yourself, an automatic system that says, I do this, I'm the kind of person that does this, and I'm the kind of person that achieves result whatever it is so you're the kind of person that saves you save five dollars a week every week and that will continue for the rest of your life it won't be something you go in and out of it'll be something that you keep consistent in and consistency is the key to success it is a quote that I feel like has been repeated 10 million times but consistency is key showing up being there doing the thing that is what's going to get you there so when it comes to putting yourself outside of your comfort zone little risks little jumps little leaps before the big leaps don't quit your job before you even feel comfortable going and ordering a coffee on your own do you know what I mean like start with the little things first so that you feel fully capable of the big things as well the little things is sparking up more than just a hello how are you to the person that's making your coffee or eating a meal alone or going to the movies alone like things that people wouldn't typically do that you feel like is a little bit are you going to get judged for this is there going to be some kind of external opinion put on you do those things regardless because the thing is you don't 
you don't want to put yourself off. You know, you don't want to be like, oh my God, I put myself out of my comfort zone once. Never again will I do that. That was a horrible experience. Like you never want to put yourself off completely. And you maybe you will have times where you take it a little bit too far and you think, fuck, I just need to be in my comfort zone for a little bit for a while. I feel like traveling did that to me in so many ways. I was away for five months, you know, felt like I was out of my comfort zone the entire time. And then of course I had moments where I was in my hostel bed and I was alone and I had my own little things and I felt comfortable, but I still had that unsettled feeling. And when I got home, I was like, fucking hell, let's just have three weeks where I can be in my comfort zone and never do anything outside of my comfort zone for this three weeks like that is how I felt and that is what I did and no regrets I definitely needed it you don't want to put yourself off you still want to take calculated risks it's still important to take calculated risks what is the output that I could potentially get from taking this risk putting myself outside of my comfort zone and I know I feel sometimes it may be there's a difference between taking risks and putting yourself outside of your comfort zone because I think that there's like going to a social event and then there's quitting your job with nothing else lined up but at the same time going outside of your comfort zone is a risk there's a risk of different things sometimes maybe we exacerbate what those risks actually will be and we catastrophize and think is this going to happen or is that going to happen and that's completely normal but we also understand what is reality for us and bringing ourselves back to that and thinking okay what is the real risk here? And is it a risk or is it just something that would reflect my insecurities back to me? And so that's going to make me feel like I'm not good enough and send me into a bit of self-doubt. And that's when we come back to our reflection and think, okay, what what is causing this insecurity to be triggered by this event little consistent steps are always going to be key you do not want to put yourself off and still continue to take those calculated risks number four I can never do like five things or ten things it always has to be four or nine so this is four things validate your feelings and I've put like four exclamation marks next next to this point validate your emotions it is okay to feel scared it is okay to feel worried about what's going to happen it's okay to be nervous these are completely normal emotions when you're trying to go outside of your comfort zone but if you can't reassure yourself if you can't validate your own emotions then all you're going to be doing is beating yourself up for something that is only holding you back from doing the thing and do you think that beating yourself up for that thing is then going to make you want to do the thing anymore no definitely not reassure yourself you know tell yourself that you want to be here it's fine things are going to be okay the biggest risk is getting rejected or something not working out but that's okay this kind of stuff happens it's okay for things to fail to not work out to be unsuccessful and if they do happen like that I will validate my feelings that it is okay I know fake it till you make it can be a bit of a controversial statement where people think that well you're not being authentic if you're faking it till you make it and you're not actually changing anything or progressing but I'm a fan of fake it till you make it and I'll tell you why I think faking it can actually be a path to authenticity when it comes to taking risks if you use it as proof for the next time that you authentically can actually do something so I don't see anything wrong with pretending that you're confident in an event where you're not and then afterwards reflecting on that and being like okay yeah I faked being confident but I did pretty well and it went okay and so maybe I actually am fine in these events and using it as proof as a receipt that you can do that again and maybe you can do it authentically this time maybe you can do it not trying to fake it but feeling like that is actually who you are 
I've done this heaps. I, I feel like I do this every time I speak at an event or go into a group of new people. Like I pretend that I feel completely comfortable doing this. And each time you do it, it builds up confidence that you can do it again, that that authentically is you. Because we all have insecurities, we all have fear, we all have things we're scared of. And that doesn't mean that every time you go to do something outside of your comfort zone, you're not going to feel those things. But if you have proof or past experiences that prove that it's something you can do or have the capacity and the capability to actually do, then you're going to feel 10 times calmer doing it and a lot more authentic in who you are while you're doing it. So ultimately validating your feelings though is the main point here, making sure you reassure yourself, give yourself those affirmations. It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Not wallowing in how we feel, just telling yourself it's fine, but we are capable of doing this. We are capable of doing better, but it's fine that you feel that way. So let's get up and do it. It's fine to push through and still do something while being nervous, while being upset, while being scared. You can still push through and do the thing while giving yourself the permission to feel a certain way about it. So ultimately, going out of your comfort zone is exhausting. Literally, it's so exhausting. Um, And it can really take a toll on your mental and your physical energy. So I am being serious when I say be careful with it. You know, be intentional about when you choose to go inside and outside of your comfort zone. I think that this has changed my life a lot where I understand what is inside and what is outside of my comfort zone, how often I'm doing each of those things and at what times of the month, for example. If you're someone who tracks your cycle as a gal or a person who menstruates, finding a system that works for you. If you're a guy as well, maybe there are certain times of the month that you feel a certain way because of whatever reason, like understanding yourself and understanding when you do put yourself inside and outside of your comfort zone is going to be important. I feel like I've had so many times where I'm just sick of being uncomfortable and nervous and constantly exposed to new people and new things. As I said, when I was traveling, I was like that a lot. And so having my comfort zone to look forward to for even five minutes was a really important part of moving through that authentically and comfortably. But knowing when something feels suffocating and like it's not contributing to your growth is important as well. Sometimes you need security, you need familiarity, you need safety in fact innately all humans need these things we can't live in a current we can't live in a constant state of curiosity and taking risks and being nervous it's just not sustainable so find a sustainable way to put yourself outside of your comfort zone often enough that you feel as if you're growing as a person without burning out and then never wanting to do it again and hopefully some of these things make it that little bit easier for you Thank you, queens, kings and queens. You are incredible. I appreciate your support so much and I look forward to chatting to you on the next episode. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The One Up Project. If you want to find more stuff just like this, check out our other apps or follow us at The One Up Project on Instagram or TikTok. See you there.